Hi, and welcome. You are listening to the Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and in this podcast, I share my stories and lessons I've learned and I continue to learn on my quest to live happier. This podcast is produced every week-ish, and the show notes are going to be found at live-happier.com backslash podcast, and this is episode 27, A Spiritual Principle That Will Change Your Life. Let's get into the show. So I'm always you know, looking for topics of what I want to talk about when I do the podcast and when I record it every week. And lately, it's just been interesting. The more I pay attention, the more the theme for the podcast kind of emerges throughout the week. And so this week, the theme is a spiritual principle that has really changed my life when my therapist taught it to me and is something I, I use a lot with clients and with myself. And it's the spiritual principle that... As you grow and change, those around you will either rise to meet you or they will fall off. And that it's a terrible principle, as a friend of mine said one time. It's kind of painful to recognize that. And it is, but it's also super powerful because so many times clients come to see me because they want to make some changes and they get nervous that as they start making these changes, people are going to get upset. And most of those people are our spouses or close friends and they don't want to rock the boat. And so, or even more explicitly, they want to make changes within their relationship, but their partner doesn't want to come in for therapy. So they're kind of just making the changes within themselves in the hopes that that will spur their partner on and build up their relationship. And if that's the case, this principle is truly magical. I have seen it happen so many times where clients, once they start trusting themselves and they start making changes, their partner rises to meet them and and really shocks them that they do that. But our partners, if they love us and care for us, will rise to meet us. And if they don't, the brutal hard truth is we don't really want that person around. And that is brutal hard truth. But we don't want someone in our lives, in our super inner circle, that isn't going to support our growth, that isn't going to want us to become better people. And so that is why the principle will change your life because it will open you up to all kinds of new growth. But it also is very scary to trust in ourselves and in our partners and in those around us that that the right people will show up. So a great example of this, a, a really kind of benign example of this is, let's say you decide you're going to stop engaging in workplace gossip. And there's one person in particular that just loves to go to lunch and just chat about everyone and and dish the dirt, as they say. And you decide, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. This gossip does not serve me. It doesn't serve anybody else. So just kind of spinning off on drama that I don't need in my life. So you tell this friend, you know what, I'll go to lunch, but I'm not going to engage in any gossip. I'm not going to be doing that. And eventually you find out that the, you can't do that with this friend. Like you go to lunch and they just keep gossiping, even though you keep trying to say, no, I don't want to talk about this. They keep throwing it out there to you. So you eventually decide, okay, I can't do go to lunch with this person because I put that boundary in place. I said I didn't want to talk and get stuck in gossip and drama, and they're not respecting that. So I'm going to have to say I can't go to lunch with them. And so you say that to the friend. You're like, you know what? I can't do this gossiping thing. I thought we could go to lunch and talk about other stuff, but no matter how much I change the subject, we just keep coming back to drama and gossip and I just can't do it. 
And, you know, let's be honest, that's a hard conversation to have with a coworker or even a close friend. It's hard to say, I'm doing something different now. And so your behavior either needs to change or we're not going to be hanging out in that way anymore is a tough conversation and it's going to sting. And so it's our job once we lay that out as here's the new rules to give the other person a chance to respect those new rules, a chance to process those new rules, a chance to figure out what happens next with those new rules, because they're new to them too. So that's a big part of when we make a change, we forget that the other person needs some time to kind of adjust to the change. They need some time to kind of figure out, huh, what am I going to do with this new information? That kind of sucks that they're calling me out as a gossip. Now I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And so That's where the spiritual principle comes into play. Over time, next week or two, your friend may come to you and say, you're right, I've been thinking about it and this gossip is yucky and gross and I want to go to lunch and let's talk about something else. Or the friend may just say, I'm going to find a new friend that I can gossip with and forget you. I'm going to go over there to Betty Sue and chat with her. And either way, you're better off. You're better off because you don't want to have the drama in your life. You're better off not hanging out with this friend. And you're better off if the friend comes back around and you can build a relationship based on something else. So once you lay it out there, it's, you know, that's why I call it the spiritual principle. Once you lay it out there, it's kind of up to whatever that person wants to do and wherever they are on their journey, if they want to pick up the challenge to say, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do better like you and I'm going to stop this drama. Or if they're like, you know what, right now I'm not ready for that. And I really like gossiping and that's something that I enjoy doing and so I'm going to keep doing it. Both are fine, but it's up to you to decide what kind of person you want to be and who it is you want to surround yourself with. So we get onto a more complicated example when we talk about our specific partners. And so let's say your partner has a bit of a road rage issue when it comes to driving and When they get in the car, they're just super angry and they drive like a maniac and it scares you, it scares your kids, and you're just kind of exhausted from the whole process of it. And so you get to the point where you're like, I'm not doing this anymore. And so you say to your partner, that's it. Either you learn how to control your rage or we're going to drive separately wherever we go and you can drive in the car and you can have your rage, but I'm going to be separate. And again, tough thing to say, I recognize, and also going to be startling for your partner to hear those words coming out of your mouth. But too often we sit and we just take the behavior that we are super uncomfortable with because we're afraid to stand up and say something. And that's an easy fix. I'm going to drive myself. Wherever we go, I'm going to drive myself. And you need to figure out your rage and you can rage all you want to in the car. But I'm not going to be there and my kids aren't going to be there. We're going to be doing our own car. And so then that gives your partner a chance to say, whoa, I need to do something differently here. Or, okay, we're always going to drive separately. And as our partners, more so likely than the friend at work, they are going to rise up and meet us because they love us. They want us to grow and be better people. We're with them for a reason. And we may be stuck in the mire and the crap and the drama and, and not being able to see that love, but it's 
probably there. You know, I have seen it in my clients so often that they come in and they describe these awful, terrible relationships. And as they start to grow, and they have the patience to pull their partner along little by little, their partner comes along, not as fast as they want them to, maybe not as as in sync as they want them to, but they come, they rise to the occasion in their own way. And sometimes it isn't fast enough. Sometimes it isn't in sync enough. And so they move on and they, they get a divorce or the relationship ends. And that happens because we either need to decide, am I willing to wait for this person to rise? Are they showing enough inclination that they want to rise? Or is the truth we're not wanting to see is that they don't really want us to grow? And that's a tough realization. But that's where this principle makes everything a little more clear. As I grow, my partner tries to meet me because he wants to see me grow and vice versa. But if when I have been in crappy relationships in the past, as I've grown, my partner hasn't grown, they've pushed back, they belittled me, they shamed me, they, they got really uncomfortable with my growth to the point where they were making me feel bad. And so eventually that relationship had to end. Probably not as quickly as it should have, but it did eventually end because I realized I want more than just having someone belittling me and shaming me for my growth. So that's the key. I want you to really be thinking about this that this week. When it comes to your change, are you not making changes because you're afraid of, oh my God, they're going to be mad at me or what what do they think or, or what might happen if I make this change? Just remind yourself, the people I want in my life will rise to meet me because they will be happy for my growth. And the people that I don't want will eventually fall off because they won't be able to handle me growing. So it's a spiritual principle that will change your life. It has definitely changed mine. And um, please give me some feedback if you want to email me, nancyjane at live-happier.com, and let me know how this spiritual principle has showed up in your life, or if you where you have fear of changing because you're afraid of losing someone. I'd love to hear from you. Now it's time for the segment of the show called the Weekly Ritual Challenge. So one thing that has really helped me live happier is adding regular ritual practices to my daily life so that I can be more mindful and more present throughout my day. So each week, I'm going to be sharing a ritual with you, and I'm going to be challenging you to complete it. So this weekly ritual actually came in mind this morning as I was making my coffee and I was impatiently waiting for it to finish, I stretched. So I simply just took a long leisurely stretch. I reached my hands up to the sky, reached and then reached for my toes and held it. I breathed, I stretched and I started my day that way. And it was amazing how much better I felt just from doing that simple stretch. So that's my weekly ritual challenge to you. Each morning, take some time to do a long leisurely stretch. And as bonus points, I'm going to post an article that has some awesome chair stretches that you can do while at work. I'll include that link in the show notes. So go on over to live-happier.com backslash podcast, and you can find the show notes to this episode and get that link. So that's the show. Thanks for listening. The Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast comes out every week. If you have questions or thoughts or concerns or anything I love hearing from you, please email me at nancyjane at live-happier.com or you can send me a tweet at nancyjane. Until next time, here's to living happier. Happier.